Hi, everybody. Sean McCracken, news editor for Hotel News Now, here with Keith Pierce, Sinesta's executive vice president of uh, franchising development. Keith, uh, we're a couple years into Sinesta as a franchising model or a franchising vehicle within Sinesta. So I'm just wondering, where are we at today? Anything new and interesting with you guys? And um, how does it compare to when you were kind of building the ship at first? Yeah, so Sean, first and uh, foremost, thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting us on. And and um, yeah, we're, we're uh, uh, three years, just past three years since we acquired the Red Line Hotel business based in Denver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, two years since we officially launched franchising for the Senesta portfolio brands. Mm-hmm. And and so um, today, uh, 15 brands across across our portfolio here in, in North America, uh, we've launched a couple new brands uh, in categories that we just didn't have a presence or or have a you know have an offering, um, you know which which hopefully we'll we'll have a chance to chat about. Yeah. Um, but look here here we stand. Uh, you know, three years after the acquisition, uh, now you know the Sinesta Enterprise is you know the eighth largest you know hotel company here in North America by you know by a couple measures. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you know we're off and running. You know, yeah. We're 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 we we started with zero Sinesta brand franchising, uh, you know, two years ago, and now we're we're north of sixty open mm-hmm. and operating hotels uh, on the Sinesta portfolio, and in total, you know, we're just inching up around nine hundred uh, franchises across the entire portfolio. Yeah, which is a really just such an impressive number in general because when. I find Sinesta to be such an interesting company to talk about because obviously it's been around for what, almost 90 years in yeah. some form or fashion, but this version of Sinesta, today's Sinesta is such a new version of that. Like it's not, it's not the same thing. And you guys have really built out this company in, in a really substantial way in the last couple of years. It's, um, it's kind of impressive to see it happen in real time, you know? Yeah, and, and certainly, uh, you know, for us who are in it day in and day out, um, it's really been uh, an incredible, um, you know, journey thus far. Um, you know, again, this was born out of a pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, that's what, you know, makes it even more remarkable, mm-hmm. you know, to to go from, you know, as you said, a, a company that was a relatively small, you know, owned and managed brand. Uh, to a company that comes out of a pandemic that is not only an owner, an operator, but now a franchisor with, you know, close to 1,200 hotels. Yeah, and obviously it was a company owned by a big institutional owner, too. So I'd imagine that um, you have a bit more of um, owner focus or maybe it's empathy for your ownership community than maybe some of the other brands might. Yeah, you know, it's it's really a unique point of difference for yeah. us. Uh, you know, I spent, you know, 30 plus years in kind of asset light, pure franchising, my background and experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this particular, um, uh, you know, brand and organization, we are owners, we're operators, and now, of course, we're a franchisor. And mm-hmm. as you said, our, you know, our parent, RMR, our REIT, SVC, um, you know, we've got great sponsorship, great capital partners, 
uh, SVC continues to invest in their assets that we manage, whether it's whether it's acquiring new, like mm -hmm. our most recent acquisition in Miami Beach, the Nautilus Hotel, um, or it's investing in the the current estate, you know, 200 plus managed hotels. Mm -hmm. You know, SVC is committed, you know, approximately a billion dollars to enhance all of our properties uh, through material renovation. Mm -hmm. So that's a that that's a real kind of point of difference today. Um, you know, many, many years ago, there were many hotel companies that were owners and that were operators. But over the course of the last couple of decades, they've really kind of moved into just a pure asset light. I mean, there's some, yeah. you know, there's there's a couple out there that probably still have some more management in it. Um, but we like this. We like this model. And we're we're not going to you know, burn down our owned estate to become asset light because exactly, the yeah. SBC REIT, it it has hotels in it, right? I mean, it, yeah, it's ingrained you know, in the what REIT, you guys the REIT do. exists because it's got assets in it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it, it does it does give us a nice point of difference. Uh, it certainly has been, uh, I think, one of the many aspects that some of our new owners, our new franchise owners, um, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Because to your point, you know, if we're going to make a change, if we're going to make a standard change, or if we're going to ask for a capital improvement as a result of a product improvement plan, we've already vetted that through our own estate. Mm -hmm. And we have 200 hotels that, you know, we're managing for, for our, for our capital partner, SVC. So you can be sure that that vetting was, you know, was, was pretty material uh, yeah. before we just before we just decided to push it out to the franchise base. Well, and I think it's worth noting, SVC aren't just owners. They are, I mean, the reason Sinesta exists in the way it does today is SVC are among the most demanding owners you can find in the hotel industry in a good way. I mean, they, they, they yeah. weren't willing to settle for a lot of things that other owners were. So, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, and, and they also own 34% of the Sinesta brand. Yeah, yeah. Right, so not only, you know, are they our largest owner in terms of the properties we manage for, mm -hmm. but they also own 34% of the of the Sinesta whole co. Mm -hmm. So talking about the ownership community, I'm I'm wondering, I mean, obviously – as somebody in the franchising and development space, this is probably not the easiest time to get deals done in any segment of commercial real estate. So I'm wondering, how are you doing your job today and how are you helping your owners kind of get across the finish line with projects? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, first of all, it's a very competitive space. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the big six or the big eight major hotel companies uh, have been doing this for a very, very long time, yeah. and they're very, very good at it. And they have very, very um, strong commercial engines underneath them. Um, you know, mm -hmm. particularly their loyalty programs. So, you know, for us, it's more around. First of all, we're private. We're not. We're not a public company. Um, we don't mm -hmm. have to just put dots on the map for the sake of putting dots on the map. Um, you know, the new construction side of the business across all of the brands has really um, come to a, you know, come to a, a crawl, yeah. you know, for the most part, um, just because of the, you know, the, the, you know, the debt side of the business and the, you know, the availability of capital, the cost of capital. Mm -hmm. But the conversion side of the business continues to be strong. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of white space. Mm -hmm. Although we're 1,200 hotels, 
our closest competitor is 5,000. Right? Yeah. Um, so we we could we could triple the size of our of our portfolio just in North America, and be perfectly happy. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think most there's people a, would be happy with a lot that of white space. <laughs> yeah, and there's just a lot of white space for yeah. us to grow and and you know in this in this kind of you know uh, world of you know mega hospitality brands consolidation. Um, you know, where you've got many hotels that are owned by the same parent brand on every street corner, you know, many times franchisees are looking for an alternative. Mm-hmm. And really that's, that's kind of our, that's our space, you yeah. know, we're, we're, you know, we're a good alternative. Uh, we don't profess to be the same, uh, in terms of size and scale and, and, you know, kind of horsepower. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, back to the owner operator, um, you know, we have, you know, 8,000 employees. Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, the, the challenges that franchisees face day in and day out, you can be sure that we face the same challenges, whether it be on the, on the capital front or the human capital Mm -hmm. um, front of things. So since you were mentioning the big opportunity for you guys right now is in the conversion space, that's a good chance to segue into, um, a couple of the newest brands you guys have are both soft brands. So can you walk us yeah. through what those are and what the response you've been getting from your franchisee uh, community has been? Yeah, sure. Let, let me just start. Uh, so three brands were launched uh, mm-hmm. recently, uh, our Essential brand and then our two soft brands, Classico and Mod. And let me start with Essential, uh, which okay. was our first, mm-hmm. our first new brand launch. It was interesting because it was really born out of um, – the demand in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, by way of example, when we first started franchising Sinesta, you know, but two years ago, we were getting interest from individuals who have limited service hotels. Yeah, they could be Hampton Inns, they could be Holiday Expresses, they could be, you know, Comforts, they could be La Quintas, but we didn't have a a, a Sinesta brand mm-hmm. in the limited service space. Yeah. It's Sinesta Select. But Sinesta mm-hmm. Select requires, you know, your evening meal mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and cocktail and F&B. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that demand, you know, we very quickly got to work and created Sinesta Essential, mm-hmm. you know, which in essence is our our answer to a limited service option in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So since that introduction, uh, it has been our fastest uh, franchise selling brand. Uh We've probably executed around 15 agreements. We'll have 10 of them open, you know, shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, several are already open. And then as the as the course of the year went on, it became very clear through additional market demand that we needed to have a solution in the soft brand space. Yeah. You know, the soft the soft brand space, every major hotel company has one, if not two, mm-hmm. uh, in their portfolio. And it really has become uh, a segment and a category that you need to have a you need to have an option you need to have a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we created Classico for upper upscale positioning, mm-hmm. and then Mod for upscale. And again, both have been met uh, with you know with great interest. Uh, we we announced, launched, we've already sold and opened. Uh, so our first Classico is the Z Hotel down in Miami, mm-hmm. open and operating. 
at our first mod uh, X Wyndham Garden at Calgary Airport, great property, uh, converted over to the Hotel 11, a mod uh, mm -hmm. Sinesta collection. Mm -hmm. So we've already, you know, not only executed, but opened in essential Classico and mod. And uh, and that kind of rounds us out, you know, yeah. right now that, that puts us at 15 brands. Um, you know, there's a couple other, I would say, you know, on the fringes, you know, segments, all-inclusive, you know, those you know, resort all-inclusive. Um, but for, for now, I think we're well-positioned in every one of the major, um, you know, segments or categories. Okay. So, I mean, that, that does lend it, or lead into the next question I wanted to ask. And I mean, if obviously, you know, 15 brands is a good a number of brands, but you mentioned that each of the recent brands have grown out of um, specific interest. So is there something that your community of, of owners is asking for that you don't currently provide, or you feel like it's pretty comprehensive? Yeah, I feel like we're, uh, we're positioned well right mm -hmm. now, but that said, as we continue to grow uh, in the Americas and mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, most notable, notably in the islands and in, in LATAM, the demand for more full service or all inclusive, Resorts, yeah, um, you know, will will probably be the next uh, potential, you know, brand. Um, and that has loyalty benefits too, right? I mean, obviously, it, it gives does. the the burn for the earn and burn crowd. On yeah, on the burn side, yeah. And so, um, you know, we're we're fully registered to sell franchises, you know, from Canada all the way to Mexico. I've got teams of individuals now that focus on direct franchising. Mm -hmm. um, LATAM, Central, the Caribbean. Uh, so the opportunity will present itself. We did just sign a deal, a uh, very, very large deal that all new construction uh, for our James brand and our Royal brand mm -hmm. in uh, Putacana. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, as, as we continue to put pressure on uh, our development team to to grow the to grow the Sinesta brand. I think we'll start to see some more requests for, as an example, all inclusive. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So um, we um, we talked about this a bit already, but I'm I'm curious. Um, so when you think of like like I mentioned, Sinesta has existed in one way or another for. A long time and then for a while it was kind of a, yeah like a very small vehicle that now what the company is now svc used for very functional purposes now it's like one of as you're saying the big eight i'm just wondering how how you think the larger industry should think of Senesta now like have you do you feel like this company is has matured in a way over the last couple of years like do you think that this is the fully formed version of what Senesta is or what you guys are trying to be at this point, or is there still kind of work to get to that point? Yeah. So um, in terms of kind of the industry facing or the B2B, yeah. Yeah. you know, we have, um, we've invested heavily in creating awareness in the industry mm -hmm. that, you know, Senesta is now kind of open, open for business from a franchising standpoint. And certainly made some noise coming out of the pandemic and the acquisition of RLH and then the take back of all the hotels, yeah, you know, from sure. the Marriotts and the IHGs. Um, 
it does take time to pull all of that together when you're pulling in a franchise yeah. business and a managed business and you know it's you're going from ones. basically yeah. yeah 50 hotels to 1200 hotels you know the underpinning and the the technology stacks and and the culture and 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 um you know kind of the the uh, kind of the cohesion of it all mm-hmm. needs to come together and i i i would say that um we are now um literally right there we have an internal theme called one senesta mm-hmm. and uh we are we are in the process of starting to pull together our um uh, conference which will be in in uh, las vegas in, in may at the venetian mm-hmm. and at that point in time when we get up on stage at the conference in in uh, in may that literally kind of puts us at the three year going into the fourth year mark. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that that's a real, it's a real turning point for us. For sure. For because, sure. And, and what I mean by it is that <clears throat> a lot of the consumer facing benefits that come as a result of this enterprise will now be realized. So mm-hmm. by way of example, today we have two loyalty programs, the travel pass and the lower rewards. Mm-hmm. So we'll retire Hello Rewards, which we acquired with RLH, and Travel Pass will be the loyalty program that will weave through all 15 brands. Mm-hmm. Right, so it'll be the common currency through the whole portfolio. Mm-hmm. Today, if you want to book a reservation on Red Lion, you've got to go to RedLion.com. If you want Senesta, you got to go to Senesta.com. Mm-hmm. We'll bring it together one Senesta, one cell, single mm-hmm. digital storefront those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. So from an industry facing standpoint, I believe that, you know, we've done a great job in creating the awareness. There's always work to be done. You know, Mm -hmm. you always have to, you know, be present, uh, you know, to to be in the game. Mm -hmm. But it's equally as important, you know, how do we really get the value for our owners um, from the consumer? Yeah. Right. And that's bringing bringing these brands together, bringing the enterprise together, one site, one cell, one Sinesta, with really the kickoff at the conference. Yeah, that fully powered, you know, distribution loyalty engine is a pretty big deal these days, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, any anything else new and exciting you guys have going on? Any uh, anything that you think is particular? You're just champing at the bit to get out there and get get completed. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously the year's winding down. You know, we're getting ready now for the new year. Uh, it was an incredible year for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we purchased, uh, you know, our property in Miami, which, you know, which is an SVC purchase for the management of it. Uh, we have sold and opened a number of franchises and, you know, once all those numbers are wrapped up, we'll be happy to, happy to share them. Um, obviously launched, you know, three new brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've kind of restructured our franchise development organization, created a luxury and lifestyle division so that, you know, we could really focus on the James and the Royal Sinesta mm-hmm. and the Classicos. They're just bigger deals. They're more complicated. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Americas are now set. The table is set for the Americas, right? Our preparation for conference in one Sinesta is all coming together nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was, this was a, uh, this was a big building year. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into 2024, a lot of the building blocks are now in place yeah. and you can really nice focus, yeah, yeah, you can really focus on growth and execution. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then beyond that, I would say that, 
you know, we'll look for international growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it may come at the tail end of 24 and then into 25 because there's just so much room to continue to grow domestically or in the Americas. Um, but, you know, we do have a little bit of a footprint in Egypt. Uh, we certainly have a footprint in Latin America. Uh, the Senestan name, the Red Lion name, I mean, there are plenty of countries where we can grow these brands yeah. through international development, whether they're through master agreements or direct franchising. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the long scope of Semesta's history, the international part was a focus. Um, it was very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was with the original owners, yeah, you know, sure. the original founders, uh, as I understand the history of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in essence how, you know, our Egypt footprint uh, was established. Uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll capitalize on on international opportunity in the future. We just want to make sure that, you know, our our focus in North America and the things that we need to accomplish here are complete before we start really pushing hard on international opportunities. Yeah. It really it just it just takes time. You know, it's just mm-hmm. travel time and establishing the relationships and supporting and servicing those types of things. Yeah. It's always but it's coming. Taking, yeah. But it's it's it, it's coming. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've got interest, inbound interest, you know, mm-hmm. from India and from uh, China, uh, from um, Vietnam, uh, you know, Saudi. So the interest is there. Yeah. You know, we we've really just been um, kind of patient and ensuring that we accomplish our North American or our you know America's um, objectives. I mean, India and China, famously not the easiest places to grow. So I'll wish you luck on that endeavor. But yeah, not they're, that I'm they're not. You. I mean, you know, fortunately, I had uh, a, a little bit of experience, uh, particularly with China, with my yeah. my, my prior, um, um, you know, background. But when you think about our brands, you know, Red Lion, the Red Lion brand, you know, in India, mm-hmm. the lion, the color red. I mean, these are. These are aspects of the brand attributes that yeah. really will resonate in those countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you would probably do is set up masters. Mm-hmm. So somebody else is really out there selling and growing on your yeah, behalf. For sure. So um, you established that you're, you're pretty optimistic for the company going into next year. How do you Very. feel about the larger industry economy? I mean, do you, what do you feel about the environment you, we are headed into next year? Yeah, look, it's obviously a, a tricky environment. Uh, capital is, you know, is really stalled. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's impacting the new construction side of things. Uh, you know, the pundits have already said that your rev bars, you know, are going to be single digits mm-hmm. versus what, you know, what we enjoyed certainly coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm by nature uh, bullish having, you know, passed three decades now in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and have seen, you know, some some headwinds. Uh, it's an extremely resilient industry, uh, certainly in North America. Uh, you know, Americans, their God-given right is to travel. And mm-hmm. from Memorial Day to Labor Day, um, they'll still get in the car and travel no matter, you know, yeah. gas prices can be high, their home values can be low. You know, there can be, you know, political unrest domestically. There can be unrest, you know, around the rest of the world. And uh, travel continues to happen in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely going to be, I think, a softening. Um, you know, we do have a large portfolio in the economy space as well. And we've got almost 600 hotels plus in the economy space. 
the economy space is extremely resilient, extremely mm -hmm. resilient, and particularly in times where there's, you know, where there's downward pressure. Um, we have we have a very nice hedge portfolio. Yeah. You know, from upper upscale. Um, you know, on our Sinesta portfolio, whether it's Sinesta Hotel or Royal Sinesta, we're in every major city and or airport for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, so between our economy portfolio, our, our you know, our Sinesta brand and, and, and our locations, um, you know, we're well positioned, uh, you know, to weather any any storms. Um, well, I would hope so. I mean, the current version of Sinesta was literally born out of the worst demand environment. Exactly. In industry yeah, so history. if you reflect on the pandemic, things can't yeah. be can't be much worse. You know, yeah. 2019 was the best year ever, at least in my career. And 2020 was the worst, right, within mm -hmm. 90 days. Yeah. And then who would have thought? But, you know, 2021 was, you know, almost better than 2019. Yeah, and so, it's a roller coaster um, now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it's going to be challenging. But, um, again, we just have so much opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can we can grow selectively. We can grow methodically. Uh, you know, our capital partners are, you know, well capitalized, you know, mm -hmm. we will look to buy, they will look to buy, uh, you know, more hotel locations at the, at the right, at the right time, the right, you know, the right pricing. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a really strong year. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it under, under the one Sinesta, mm -hmm. you know, theme, Yeah. Um, you know, both externally facing to the consumer as well as to the industry. For sure. All right, Keith, this is your chance for a final word. Any any last words of wisdom you want to leave us with today? Uh, well, first, thanks for thanks for taking the time. Uh, you know, thanks for hosting us. Um, you know, we're again, we're depending on where you want to start the clock, whether you start the clock on the Sinesta franchise and you start the clock on the RLH uh, acquisition and the take back of hotels. It's two to three years that we're into this. So mm -hmm. look out, look out. You know, rest of the industry look out uh, to see what what Sinesta brings. I'll be excited to see where you're at in two to three more years. Obviously, it'll be yeah interesting yeah. to see. All right, yeah. well, I really appreciate the time, Keith. This has been fantastic. All right, John. Thanks. Hi, I'm Isaac Colazzo, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the CoStar Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, a hospitality data podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry's going. And we like to have fun with the data, too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Thank you for listening to the Hotel News Now podcast. This episode was recorded on October 19th, 2023 and edited by Sean McCracken. Go to hotelnewsnow.com for industry news every day.